0: Can a team still maintain its focus when a serious injury happens in a game? Helmets Off is on. All right, welcome to another episode of Helmets Off. Scott Mitchell, your host here. And uh, recently in the NFL, there have been, I don't want to say a rash, but kind of a a reminder of some of the physicalness and the the actual um, hazards that come from playing Jamal Williams who was running back for the the Green Bay Packers was uh, recently had an injury in a game and just basically crumbled to the ground. And if you watch the injury and kind of how it unfolded, it, it was just it was kind of the the just being in the wrong place at the wrong time kind of thing. It, it wasn't necessarily a malicious hit. Uh it was a guy that was just hustling to the ball, still thought the the play was continuing and that his for, forward progress hadn't stopped. So you have three Philadelphia Eagles pushing Jamal Williams backwards and then you have a defensive lineman coming towards him and they have this big sandwich collision. and of course, the one who's in the middle of it is Jamal Williams and, and there's no give there. It's just because all those bodies are stopping stopping the injury. And so uh, <clears throat> you have to um, kind of it's just unfortunate where some of those those types of things just happen. And you hate to see it. It's not a good thing, but um, it's part of the game. And and I I was asked recently, like, how does that impact a team? How are you impact? You know, when you see a guy who lays motionless on the ground and is actually um, carted off the field, and you you don't know uh, how things are, are going to turn out, and it's that's a tough a tough scenario to be in because you you don't think about injury ever like when you play you you can't think about ever getting injured or or ever have the possibility of being injured when when kids start playing football when they're young because i went through this with my son and with other kids they're they're actually afraid kids are afraid they're afraid of what it's like to hit someone like you know tackle and and to block and and they and they really they really have a challenging time with it yet they'll go in the park or they'll roughhouse in your house or in the neighborhood or in the swimming pool or wherever and they're incessantly like pounding on each other more more violently and with greater risk often than than actually in a football game and and yet when they get out there and they get the pads on they're like, ah, I'm, af- I'm afraid to get hit. I'm afraid to hit someone, and that tim- being timid actually is harmful. and And so, when when people go full speed, the the likelihood of being injured is dramatically lessened. And quite frankly, uh, kids when they're when they're young, they're not going fast enough to really create any kind of significant injury. It it, it-, it- i don't want to say it never happens but it doesn't happen often it's when they kind of fall to the ground funny or they have some they're, they're twisted up somewhere but the actual physical contact of the of the sport when they're younger is not they're not really going fast enough to do anything uh, you just don't end up with a rash of injuries like your whole team is injured when you when you have young players in fact i coached my son in flag football until he was in the seventh grade, and they allowed him to play with pads, and they were the kids were more physical playing flag football than actually when they had pads on. So it's a it's an interesting dynamic where when you first start out to play, kids are actually afraid of getting hit, and then when you get older and you get more involved in it, that kind of goes away. So you forget about it, and then a player like Jamal or or other players have these significant injuries and all of a sudden your mortality is like placed before you and you're like, whoa, I'm not sure how I, you know, how I think about this anymore. And I can tell you that, uh, there's, there's a couple of things that happen. One is there's a part of you go, I'm just glad it's not me. You know, most football players by nature are kind of selfish you're almost an independent contractor and you're you're put on a team and you're really looking for how do I create the best opportunity for me and my family for the rest of my life so guys are looking to have the longest career and to, and to be the most successful and to make the most money in their career because everyone realizes it's a short it's a short window you know, guys you know a 10 year career is a long time a lot of guys don't make it a lot of guys don't make it. That's just the nature of the game. It's just a constant turnover, a constant churn and burn. So, and I, and I'm just being candid with you. You know, it sounds wow. That's harsh and flippant. And where's this whole team concept? And you you recognize that, and you create friendships. You and you create this team bond. But when it comes right down to it, you're you're like I, I'm I'm here to to take care of my future and to do something that I love to do. And if I do my job, then everyone else does their job, then we'll be great. <clears throat> Chuck Knoll, who won four Super Bowls and created the, really one of the first dynasties in professional football, was the least motivating coach in the world. He never, he never was like, yeah, rah, rah, we got to be buddies and team and all this stuff. Uh, he was like, do your job, and and you guys are, are excellent. Uh, Don Shula was not your friend and he was like you go do your job <laughs> and and that's what you're there you're it's a job you're paid to do a job so if you see someone else who kind of falls by the wayside you're the first, I just hate to say it but one of the first thoughts you have is i'm glad it's not me i'm really glad it's not me then then the other side of it is it, you you're really brought back to earth and you're and you're extremely Brought back to Earth when it's a really serious injury, when a guy's not moving, and that 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 doesn't happen often, and it does happen, uh, and uh, when you see that, everything changes, and and of course I I didn't want to sound flippant and non caring because you do you care about your teammates when they get hurt, but there is a side of you that says you know I I'm I'm just glad that that I got missed this time. Now the other side of you says. It, it it's it's gut wrenching and and uh and it takes it really sucks all of the life out of the game. And I ha- I have an experience actually where that happened uh and, and it was one of the most intense games that I was ever a part of and then and then all of a sudden the game really didn't matter. Uh stick around, when we come back, I'm gonna share that with you. All right, welcome back to Helmets Off, Scott Mitchell. Uh, talking about what's it like when a teammate gets injured, and not just injured—you know, like he he limps off the field, or or whatever, or he's helped off the field, but like when he's laying there motionless, and and he has to be carted off the field. What 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 kind of uh, emotion happens, and is it hard to play after that? And of course I shared, you know, there's kind of there's kind of two thoughts. One is well, I'm glad it's not me and I'm just, you know, I know that sounds kind of heartless true though. And then the other one is is like um you just it's a really humbling thing and you and you're and it and it does. It actually sucks the life right out of the game. 1996 97 uh it was our last game of the season we we're playing the New York Jets. When I was in Detroit, and and it's a season. Barry Sanders has rushed for almost two thousand yards. He, uh, he's had a tremendous year, and this is this the winner of this game goes on to the playoffs. Very very tightly contested, and also very intense. Over eighty thousand people. It's kind of the feature game of the week on on the NFL. Barry Barry Sanders gets to two thousand yards. And and it's just electric. I mean, it's just like tangible energy in this in this stadium, and uh, just just an incredible thing to be a part of. And we're winning the game. We're playing. We're doing well. And um, late, I, I, it was in the second half, um, and uh, all of a sudden, there's a play. Very routine. Not a big deal. In fact, I think it was a pass play, and I'm not even sure if it was completed and all of a sudden you you see a bunch of our defensive players screaming from the field and and like with like with hand gestures frantically um begging for someone to come on the field and the doctors the trainers rush on the field and there's one of our our linebackers reggie brown who who was a great linebacker had been playing tremendous is laying on the ground motionless and you see players acting hysterical. Now, I'm on offense, so I'm on the sideline. But this is highly unusual. It, it's almost like, ah, so this is really bad. Come to find out later, um, so Reggie had broken his 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 back, his neck. And in doing so, at the time, was paralyzed literally from the neck down. <clears throat> so he had no sense of, Of feeling in his tongue. So when he was laying there on the ground, his tongue rolled back into his throat and essentially he choked himself to death. So he died right on the field. And that's what the players were freaked out about. Well, Reggie had a face mask and a visor over his face mask. So the first rule when someone, a neck injury is don't move their head and don't take their helmet off. Right, you see them strapped in with the helmet on, on the gurney, the whole thing, and they don't. It's like, you know, don't aggravate it any worse than it possibly could be right now. Well, how do you get to someone who's now died, and 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 try to revive them with mouth-to-mouth CPR when they have a visor on? You have no access to their to their mouth. So the trainer, the equipment managers had to come out and had to with a screwdriver, unscrew his face mask and get his visor off. Mind you, he's not alive, right? He's died. And then they have to give him mouth-to-mouth resuscitation right there on the field. Insane. Crazy. Then you have other players running to the other end of the field up the tunnel to get the ambulance. These are players. These are players in their uniforms that are out there playing. And it was like every, the game just stopped. It's just like, no, this is like, like, and I didn't at the, I, I didn't at the moment because I wasn't on the field, but after the fact, I was like, oh, my goodness, this is insane. What's happened? They finally get the ambulance to drive right out onto the field. And, of course, they revive him on the field, and, and then they, they take him off in an ambulance. Well, when that usually happens, you go back to the game right they have a a short stoppage whatever call a tv timeout and then the game the game continues well all of a sudden the game stops and coach Ross Bobby Ross who's our our head coach brings the whole team up together on the sideline like we just finished practice this is in the middle of a game an NFL game where playoff implications are on, on the line, where Barry Sanders has just set an NFL record, one of like two other people that have ever rushed for over 2,000 yards, an incredibly intense game, and all of a sudden, it was just gone. There wasn't a sound, 80,000-plus people silent, and, and and I was sitting there listening to Coach Ross, and he says, we are in communication with the league office and we're in discussions about whether we should continue the game. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I, this is this serious? Like y- 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 there's one thing that happens in this world and that's that the NFL plays its football games. There have been two times in its hundred plus year history that games have stopped and 9-11 was one and Kennedy being assassinated was the other. And it just doesn't stop. So to hear the league go, um, yeah, we're, we're, we're looking into. And apparently Reggie was, I guess, okay. He was still paralyzed at the, th- at the time. But um, we waited, and then the league gave us the a go-ahead. And after that, no emotion, like everyone. I mean, on both sides of the ball, we're just kind of dead and flat. Uh, we ended up winning the game. And, and it was just – it was the most bizarre range of emotion I've ever experienced in my life in a, in a football game and, and really in a lot of just my life. You go from, I mean, this euphoric high. I mean, there's nothing like playing in a football game in the NFL, nothing like it. But when they're intense and it's that playoff uh, atmosphere and you have this record that's being set, all this, it's an incredible feeling, incredible and then you go to man, a guy just died. And now now he he was revived, but, but you're you're not that's serious when someone dies, right? It's not like, oh good, he came back to life, let's go play football again. No, and not only that, he, he was not moving. Well, the 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 good side of this story was Reggie Brown actually um, his his paralysis was temporary. And he was one of a few people that are lucky to actually regain their mobility. Mike Utley, who was another guy for the Lions a few years before me, wasn't as fortunate. And today, he lives in a wheelchair. So, it's um, it's a rather interesting situation when players get injured in games. And and I and there and there really is two sides to this. It's the one where you go, man, I'm I'm just glad it's not me. To the other, where you just your your heart's torn out. You're, it's just it's. It takes away all all energy all excitement all uh intensity uh because you realize you know this game you play sometimes has um rather dire consequences and and does it happen every day and all the time no but but there are occasions when some really tragic things do happen and uh it it puts into place you know what you what you risk and what you uh what you lay on the line every time you go out and play so Um, I feel like I'm kind of in a downer moment here, but you know, it is what it is. And, uh, you know, injuries are, are a part of the game and sometimes they're dramatic. All right. Helmets off is now off. We're powered by KSL sports.com. Find us on Facebook at the helmets off podcast, Twitter at the helmets off show. Like us, love us, give us some thoughts because we like and love you too. And until then we'll catch you soon.